What's going on, my friends? Austin here from The PP Show. Another episode, another solo episode at least. So if you haven't checked out the last solo episode or any of our podcast, you can search The PP Show on YouTube or Austin Pace. It should come up. Um, and if you search us on any podcast platform, we should come up as well. The PP Show, that stands for The Pace Piedmonte Show. Today it is just The P Show. I got my dog Hendrix here. And I got a topic that I want to talk about that I seriously think is the most overlooked topic in the world of health and fitness, health and wellness, sports performance, literally being a human being. This, especially this last year, everyone should be talking about this, learning about this, considering this. And I've had a lot of experience with this, being a trainer, being someone who lost 60 pounds, uh, almost 60 pounds right when I started my fitness journey, and just being one to really crave learning information on how to become the most optimal, strongest, leanest, healthiest version of myself. And that topic is healthy. Are you healthy? Like, I want y'all to think about this for a second. Elite athletes, general population, you, I'm talking to you, whatever you are, whatever your identity is, whatever your goal is, you just want to build muscle. You want to become uh, an NFL player even a current professional athlete, you need to consider this. You want to get better? You want to see more results? Well, you're probably doing all of the right things or at least putting in the effort towards the things that you would consider to be in the category of improving your performance, improving your game, improving your skills, building muscle, losing weight. And that is what happens in the gym and with your nutrition. But it's so funny because you could look great on the outside, you could be a great athlete, have great stats, but you could be a completely unhealthy person. Completely unhealthy person. You, you guys should go read the book Peak by Dr. Mark, I can't remember his last name. Fantastic book. And uh, I've learned a lot about this topic. And I, I, what I want to do is lay out the pillars of health, not even considering working out, lifting weights, building muscle. We'll talk about nutrition a little bit. And I don't want to keep this video too long, but these are just things to consider. Now, I when I was at my leanest, I'll tell you a quick story real quick. When I was at my leanest for spring break, on the outside, you would think, man, this dude's one of the fittest dudes I've ever seen, or at least in, in, in his group. And yeah, I looked damn good. I was probably like 8% body fat, um, but I was so unhealthy. And, you know, I, what helped me feel good was, the ego I had from looking good. I didn't have a huge ego, but it does boost your ego. Come on, when you look like a sick motherfucker, your ego is going to be boosted. And that's not always a bad thing, but I look great, but I was, I was so unhealthy. And when athletes come to me and say, hey, you know, I, my workouts, they feel like shit, or I want to get stronger, I, I want to jump higher, even general population. Oh, I've tried this workout, this workout, this diet, this diet, and I still, I don't feel good. I don't see any weight coming off the scale. Regardless of your goal, like it, I, I could bring up these topics and a lot of times they're going to just, it's going to go one ear out the other, but I'm here to tell you that if you want to look better, if you want to perform better, and most importantly, if you want to feel better, you got to become healthier. I'm going to lay out what I believe to be the six pillars of health that go, that, that really just hide in the shadow. A lot of times go untalked about, or if they are talked about, it seems very holistic to people and they don't want to give it their time of day or energy or effort to learn about it. But right now at this stage in my life, I, I've made a, 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 I've learned so much about myself this year, being a business owner, 
seeing my body change, trying to balance my own fitness goals and going through like tons of struggles. Like I've gone through a lot of struggle this year um, and it's forced me to seek out more information. That's at least what I do when I need to make that next step in my life and for myself to grow. And I've implemented tons of things to become a healthier human being. And I feel like I'm the healthiest I've ever been in my life and may not show because I don't look as lean as I did, or maybe wasn't as strong as I was in college, but I can promise you I'm way healthier every human being. Pillar number one, stress management. Stress kills people. Stress is also unavoidable. People, like, you don't realize, like, okay, you only live in two states. You live in a state of calm, relaxed, the parasympathetic nervous system, or you live in a state of stress, fight or flight. Even if it's not stress, it could be very alert, okay? Read about some brain waves. You're gonna probably live most of your life in the beta brain wave if you don't do anything to learn about this and, and, and change that now. And even if you're not stressed, like I said, living in that fight or flight sense where that you're very alert and like that cortisol, cortisol is what gets us up in the morning and, and gets us alert and active and ready to go take care of our responsibilities. But human beings do a terrible job, one, of turning cortisol off Two, being able to shorten that refractory period when we get an emotional response that raises our fight or flight from something that wasn't even worth wasting that energy towards. And three, we don't learn how to not have to be in that beta brainwave state of fight or flight. Um, Like we can bring that down to more of an alpha wave and have that calm flow state energy where we can still have the energy we need to get our work done, be creative, work out, okay? And let's just start here. So with number one being stress management, the number one thing you need to do is to learn how to use your freaking breath, okay? The problem is you see like the Wim Hof method, very holistic, very foo-foo, okay? It's very polarizing and he turns the majority of people away because it looks pretty damn crazy what he does. You don't have to go to those extremes. Our breath is the only tool that we can use to gauge and control uh, physiology, right? Does that make sense? So like your breath has a direct correlation to your nervous system. I'm going to give you a couple tips. I wish I could get, I've learned a lot from many different people. Um, Aubrey Marcus, um, is someone that I did learn a lot about breath work from and Dr. Joe Dispenza, but, um, I'm going to tell you a simple tip that helped me a lot. And basically when you are in a fight or flight state and you want to feel more relaxed, then your exhales should be longer than your inhales. An easy way to do this, and this is great for runners too, is to do two inhales through the nose. So maybe one normal inhale and then a quick second inhale through the nose. So, and then slow exhale. I, I try to breathe through my nose. Nose, nose breathing is uh, very far superior over mouth breathing. Okay. But um, when you exhale, don't feel like you're blowing air out. If you just allow your body after your inhale to completely relax every limb, every cell in your body, you're exhaling and you're doing it in a way that um, is going to relax your central nervous system, bring you down to more of that uh, parasympathetic state. That's what you want. If you feel really tired, lethargic, a quick, easy thing you can do with your breath is make your inhale longer than your exhale. 
Do a nice, slow, deep inhale all the way up. Nice erect spine all the way to your head through your nose. And then with that, you can relax your body fast. You will feel the difference. If you're in a stressful moment, two inhales, nice, slow exhale. There's actually even proof that, you know, those cramps you get sometimes when you're running, that's from your liver. If you run and you do a double inhale, as long as you're going out like that 50 to 70% of your max heart rate pace, that can help pretty much eliminate that side cramp completely. Um, and then, you know, with stress management, what are your coping mechanisms? Um, a lot of us will go towards things like substances. We know that's not good. Sometimes in moderation, substances can help us manage things safely, but uh, you got to learn how to do it without the substance first, or at least practice while you're, if you don't want to give up the substance to help you cope with stress or helping you aid your focus more, you got to be doing both because a lot of times you'll realize that the other way works so much better and is a healthy alter alternative that you might dish um, uh, the aids that you get from substances, supplements that help you either spike alertness or help you relax. Okay. And, uh, number three is stress management. We live in, we have so many responsibilities as adults. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible to avoid stressful situations, but what you can do is shorten the refractory period. And what I mean by that is when you have some that stresses you out, or if you had a bad event happen, we carry that emotion. And a lot of times the event could have been a week ago. And just to confirm our beliefs, we love to be right as human beings. We are going to live in an emotional state that came from that stressful event and not even realize it. Okay. So instead of like at that moment, when something stresses you out, become aware of it. Okay. I'm stressed. I feel, I feel stressed. Okay. You are not stressed. You feel stressed. And then Focus on the solutions, the possibilities of outcome, not the worst case scenario. You start doing that, you can turn the cortisol energy, the beta brain waves, into more of a positive outcome because you're alert because you're stressed. Well, now at least you can use that alertness and energy towards finding a solution. You're going to be in a way better mood, shorten the refractory period, and bounce back stronger. And stress creates growth. Un like discomfort, the unknown creates growth. Number two pillar of health is I'm going to put, I'm going to say sleep, but more than sleep is the routine. Okay. Um, fuck, I know I'm going to say this wrong. I, I should have wrote it down. Uh, your circadian rhythm, right? That, that is, that is it. That is key. Okay. You don't need eight to 10 hours of sleep every single night. Maybe I would argue if you're an elite athlete due to how intense the training is for recovery. Yeah. You, you probably want eight to 10 hours of sleep, but most of us aren't elite athletes competing at the professional level. You need a routine. So we all know that it's good to go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time, around the same time. It's hard for most of us, especially on the weekends, but what you can do is make it easier to develop a routine by having, having a wind down routine. Okay. This has been a game changer for me. When I get home, um, I have a wind down routine. Like my body starts knowing, oh, it's time to relax. And it seriously does work. You just have to like find what you like to do. For me, um, when I get home and, it, and it's about that time around 8.30, I'll go outside, I'll do my meditation uh, 10, 20 minutes, however long I feel, but I always do it. I have discipline in my meditation because it works so fucking well. Don't be a puss, do your meditation. That's a whole other topic in its own. Um, I'll do that, that puts me in a very relaxed state. Um, and, and then I'll come inside, I'll, I'll do my uh, hygienal 
tasks, you know, brush my teeth, deodorant, all that good stuff. Um, I put a, we have a freaking salt rock lamp in the room, vibes. We use essential oils, vibes. And sometimes we'll watch a little bit of Netflix. Sometimes we'll just sit there and talk, but no phones. Okay. My body to this point now I've developed this routine and slowly been more consistent. It makes a huge difference. I've been getting the best sleep of my life. And the harder one for me is the morning routine because I do get up early, but having a routine. Okay. Cause when you have a routine, like our bodies right now are adapted to a routine. You just don't realize that your routine is stress, 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 stress. Oh, stress. It keeps me going. It keeps me energized. But what you don't realize is that stress is carrying a negative emotion. Don't Probably. sleep on power naps either. Power naps, a, a good 10, 20 minute power nap can reflect a full REM sleep cycle. There's tons of studies on that. I take 10, 20 minute naps when I need it in the middle of the day all the time. And if you do it right, you'll feel super, super relaxed. And also binaural beats. Look up binaural beats, use them for your power naps. They work very well. Um, number three, instead of diets, I'm going to call this food choices. There's so many diets out there, vegan, uh, vegetarian, keto, uh, if it fits your macros, flexible dieting. Listen, I was the numbers guy in college. All I cared about was hitting my macros. I did ultimately like eat pretty healthy, getting my micronutrients, getting fiber. But when it came to dairy, when it came to um, certain foods like high glycemic carbs, refined sugars. I didn't really like focus on that as much like GMO products. And, uh, I just didn't have awareness of how foods affected my body. Um, so yeah, the numbers game is great for looking well, but your gut and your brain have such a correlation. I mean, your gut produces serotonin. Okay. Your microbiome is literally your second brain. So in America, it's so our, our food's really fucked. The more you learn about it, our food here is fucked. We're all fat. We all feel like shit. We're all, it seems like a lot of people are depressed and I'm not laughing at that, but it's just like, come on, you were looking for fucking supplements and fixes. Well, take a step back, build some consciousness and become aware of how foods affect your body. I think by the end of this year, I'm, I'm probably going to go dairy free. Dairy fucks my stomach, okay? I'm not lactose intolerant, but I think every, I think all humans are to an extent. Dairy makes me feel lethargic. It makes me feel like shit. And then even if I just start having a little bit of sh more sugar than normal in my diet, I start craving it. And, and, and because I've done a lot of meditation, I think I've built a lot more awareness on this, you know, realizing that your mind and your body are two separate things, okay? And your body might be craving something and it tricks your mind to believe that it needs it, but... If you can separate those two things through meditation, you'll start eating foods and realizing, oh my God, I, I, I kind of feel like shit right now. I feel lethargic. And, and, and two hours later, be like, oh, I'm craving that. But if you have that awareness, you're gonna be like, oh wow, I ate this earlier. Now I'm craving it, probably sugar. I need to stop eating this or else this is gonna become a bad habit. So your gut, pay attention to it. I don't think there's the diet that is best for anyone. If there, if there is, I would say the Mediterranean diet, Mediterranean food choices are pretty, pretty good. Okay. I like that diet. I probably eat closer to that than any other diet, but listen to your body. Okay. Take notes, be, be a, an observer of how foods affect your body. You'll learn a lot. Uh, number four on the pillars of health is social health. Um, there's two things that everyone wants to be. They want to be needed and they want to be known. 
if you don't have, even if you're an introvert, introverts need it too. Maybe not as much as extroverts, but you need relationships. I, I struggle. I, I like being alone. I'm someone that I would consider who likes being alone. Okay. I can, I can thrive off that, but if I'm alone too much and I'm not socializing, I'm not hanging out with people and I'm not working with people that like clients, like, you know, I, I feel needed by them. I, I like that. And, and all humans like that. And then not only that, but being able to open up to people. Okay. And, and, and tell them about yourself and vice versa. Now you're known being needed and known are two very empowering things that build relationships and connect us all as one. Okay. So I think we can all do a better job at, at socializing and the uh, quarantine made it very difficult for that. Um, and also trust, you know, when you build trust with people, now you feel like you can rely on them. And we're a very codependent society and, and really specie more than you would think. Um, especially as an entrepreneur, we like to say, oh, we're the independent ones. We don't need anyone else. I mean, sure, you can put that persona on and uh, that might be able to boost your ego. Like I said, ego is not always bad. You just, know how to, you just need to know how to stroke it, when to stroke it, and when to say, hey, back the fuck off, ego. You're fucking up my life right now. But we need that. Okay. We like to have people that we can rely on. And you know, there's just something very, very powerful about helping others. And you can only do that when you're are socializing, you're in a social environment, you're building relationships, helping others, healing others is the quickest way to feel gratitude. And gratitude is about the highest vibration that you can feel that will just burst in great energy that you will be radiating with if you can keep compounding that by helping more and more people. Okay. That's why I love my job. I get that gratitude when I see the results, even when I'm just talking to someone and listening to them and giving them advice and feeling like that I was someone that they actually opened up to. And I ask deeper questions that allow them to feel comfortable and trust me to give me more information. Now they feel known. Now I feel needed. Okay, there's a good balance between it, but y'all know what I'm saying. Number five, this is an interesting one, but training your brain, you know, cognitive health. We get we get in these jobs where, sure, we're being taught how to do a task that's very mundane a lot of times, whether it's work a spreadsheet, whether it's send this file to this guy, you know what I mean? Like we learn those tasks, but I don't consider that hard learning. Find something you're passionate about. Really, if you're passionate about learning, well, like, Learning for me in the fitness world is so fucking fun. I actually find myself getting more depressed when I'm not giving myself enough time to just learn new stuff. So don't undervalue the power of learning. And not only that, your brain is a muscle. Treat it like a muscle, like any other muscle in your body. Okay, you might be training it in some aspects when uh, depending on what kind of like training in the gym you're doing, but do hard stuff like puzzles, reading, stuff like that is going to build your cognitive ability. And that is a part of your confidence. That is a part of your problem solving, which is going to help your stress management. You need to, our whole lives, I feel like we should be learning, evolving, increasing our cognitive performance and abilities. And not only that, but it is the healthiest way to release dopamine, which is the motivation neurotransmitter. Entrepreneurs thrive on it. We need it. So try to learn, find something you're passionate about, challenge your brain. And number six, which is became a very uh, like universal topic for good reason, which is mental health. Um, this mental health ties into all of these because I believe if you're not doing one through five, 
uh, as well as you should be, your mental health will suffer. But this is where I really wanted to uh, pair meditation with. I want you to think about this. You know, you might think you know yourself. And like I said earlier, the mind, body, spirit, those are three things that you really need to be able to build a relationship with because we all have three of them. Even if you're uh, even if you're someone who doesn't believe in God or a God, atheist, everyone is perfectly structured for spirituality. Everyone's spiritual DNA is perfect, okay? We are spiritual beings in a physical body. This is something that I've really experienced and learned about this year, and it, it helps me understand myself. And when you know yourself, you're empowered. What is empowerment? Okay, it's self-knowledge. Empowerment is self-knowledge. Knowing yourself, you feel empowered. You learn about yourself by raising your consciousness, reaching a higher level of consciousness. And I do this through meditation. There's tons of different types of meditation. Um, Headspace is very popular. I used to use Headspace. It was great for getting my mind to slow down and, and helping me get into that evening routine to help me sleep. But now I start going into meditations with intentions. Okay, if I need to make a decision, I'm going to go into this meditation trying to put all my energy into my gut and my heart. It sounds foo-foo, but fuck, this is science at this point. There's more science, religion, connections and correlations out there in YouTube and everything than there ever has been. Dr. Joe Dispenza is the man. Look him up. Um, he's helped me a lot. He's helped me a lot. Like part of being an entrepreneur is, uh, as Gary Vee says, the clouds and the dirt. The dirt is the execution. It's the grit. It's the hard work. Well, I knew I was always going to do that. I was prepared for that. Okay. I'm in my physical prime just about. I knew I could handle as much work as it took physically. But fuck I knew it was going to be hard for the clouds, the mental aspect, but it was, it's been way more challenging than I thought. And I think that's why it's really accelerated my self growth, but I was seeking anything I could to get through slumps and get through these mental doubts and all these things that all the fear that comes with taking risks and, uh, the meditation with intention has been the fix. And not only has it fixed and helped me learn about myself and really help my mental health it has improved every other pillar of my health and i just can't even say enough about it it's brought me closer to god like i said whatever your whoever your god is whatever your religion is this isn't a religion talk this is a mental health spiritual talk in this topic and i think you should explore that cuz you will find lots of answers. You will be pointed in directions that will give you clarity, that will give you confidence, and that will give you relief. Because when you put your trust into God, when you put your trust into the universe, and you do that with the willingness to help others, heal others, but also with open arms, ready to receive whatever the fuck it is you want in your life, you will get it. And you'll be the best version of yourself and do the things that you need to do to make your goals and dreams happen. Um, so... Ask yourself, are you healthy? Go back, listen, and, and write down these six pillars. Fuck your workouts for now. I guarantee you can become healthier if you gave up working out for fucking one month and decided to go all in with one through six of what we just talked about. I know it. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I know there's going to be more rough times to come, but at least I can shorten how long the rough times and stressful times fuck me up for so I can bounce back quicker and, and, and keep affirming that, Wow, focusing on these things does make my life better. That's it, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. 
my new Prime Performance program, which is a program for anyone who, who wants to become a jack of all trades. Okay, train like an athlete, experience it, see the gain. You're going to feel amazing. You're going to see crazy results. Um, you're just going to become a freaking animal in all aspects of life. Uh, $20 a month. Click the link in my bio or search my website. Hit me up on Instagram, whatever it is. You will find the program. And I appreciate it, guys. See you next time.